1: Support for Mississippi Edition comes from Trustmark, featuring My Trustmark
2: online and mobile banking. Monitor accounts and information, transfer funds, create special alerts and reminders. Details at Trustmark.com. Member FDIC.
3: Good morning. It's 8.30. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, Mississippi delegates to the Democratic Convention are in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This week, we'll talk with a couple of representatives about what the week holds.
4: It's a shame that politics is, uh, is down to that red meat level. But, you know, sometimes you have grown adults who will do those type things. But I think here what the Republicans have done with their convention is they weren't really sure about their nominee.
3: Then a visit from the experts of everyday tech on eye devices. Later, learning from Mississippi's civil rights history to make a better tomorrow. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Mississippi Democrats are in the city of Brotherly Love this week to rally behind their presidential nominee, Hillary Clinton. The event follows directly on the heels of the Republican National Convention last week. Incoming Mississippi Democratic Party Chair Bobby Moak says he will arrive in Philadelphia tomorrow for the convention. Mok expects to hear Clinton lay out how she'll move the country forward an approach he says Republican challenger Donald Trump hasn't offered. Mok spoke with m p b s Desiree Fraser.
4: Democrats have probably watched that convention awfully close, and conventions are, are always themed, and they're always a production, and so I think the Democrats will look at what the Republicans done have done and probably answer a lot of the issues that they have raised.
5: They have called uh, the candidate Hillary Clinton, lying Hillary, <laughs> and uh, uh, I understand that uh, protesters or people outside of the convention have signs that are vilifying her in in varying aspects.
4: Well, you know, probably so and uh you know, and it's a shame that politics is uh, is down to that red meat level. Uh but you know, sometimes you have grown adults who will do those type things, but uh, I think I think here what the Republicans have done with their convention is they weren't really sure about their nominee, and I think that everybody saw that the Republicans are not together on that on their nominee, and that was really brought to light by Ted Cruz uh, when he would not endorse, and also like the Bush family did not show up at the convention, and other governors and senators. So. Uh, I think the Democrats will look at that and and know that the Republicans are not uh, not fully together on this particular election, and uh, they will also take those those type of things and, and the reason that they're calling her this, and they'll probably start stripping some of the veneer off of uh, Mr. Trump, I would imagine.
5: As a Mississippi Democrat, what do you want to hear from Hillary Clinton?
4: Well, what we didn't hear at the Republican convention. And that is, when you say you're going to do something, tell us how you're going to do it. I want to see those things dovetail. You know, I heard an awful lot about creating jobs from uh, Mr. Trump, but he didn't tell us how he was going to do it. Because, see, we've heard those same things here in Mississippi from our governor and our Uh, majority and now supermajority leaders in Mississippi about jobs, and none of that has come to fruition. Mississippi has probably, if not the closest to the highest unemployment rate uh, in the nation. We haven't seen any jobs come to fruition from the old trickle-down economic theory. So while they talk a good game, we just haven't seen it happen. So I think Democrats are going to tell you how it
3: happens. MPB's Desiree Frazier with Mississippi Democratic Party Chair Bobby Moak. State Representative David Barria says this convention is his first. He's looking for Clinton to offer a positive outlook for the nation. Barria speaks with Desiree Frazier.
6: I'm excited to be going and to have the experience, and I anticipate that folks who are at home watching will see a very different convention than they just saw in Cleveland uh, in that the Democratic speakers and the Democratic candidate is going to be much more positive and And um, the outlook for our country, I believe, that will be uh, portrayed will be a much more positive outlook.
5: What is it that you want to hear as a Mississippian who is a Democrat? What do you want to hear from them?
6: Well, uh, you know, I like our policy and platform a whole lot better than I like the Republican platform. And you can see from the um, Republican leadership that we have in the state of Mississippi, that uh, it's basically a train wreck. Our budget is, um, you know, the ship of state is being run up on the rocks. We're experiencing deficits. We're cutting agencies and the services that agencies provide to Mississippians back to the bone. And so I want to do everything I can to help elect Democrats. Uh, Under the Democratic leadership in the White House for the last eight years, we've added jobs and turned our economy around. And You know, I think that we need to protect the EPA and the Clean Air Act, Clean Water Act, protect Social Security and um, Medicare, the Voting Rights Act. Uh, We need to make sure that we have a balanced Supreme Court uh, and that we try to make sure that uh, there is parity in terms of pay in the workplace and that we protect the rights of all citizens. So those are the, I guess, the reasons why I support Democrats.
5: Are there particular issues that uh, really stand out that you are looking to hear them address?
6: Well, all of those things that I just said, and, and you know those are all important to me and that's why I listed. what we want to do is encourage the country that we are actually in a good place in the world, that uh, America is not a diminished and, and dark uh, and unsafe place like the Republican uh, nominee has portrayed it that um, while we have problems and we do need to do a better job of getting along with one another, uh, that we have a plan to do that and that we need to uh, work together to overcome uh, racial divisions and and, uh, and and divisions among religions and nationalities and that we are better uh, as a country and as a people when we work together because, after all, we're all in this together.
3: MPB's Desiree Fraser with State Representative David Beria on the Democratic National Convention, which is this week in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Up next, a visit from the experts of everyday tech on iDevices. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
1: MPB Think Radio is your voice for Mississippi. If you or your community has an event coming up and you'd like help spreading the word, send us an email. You got mail to PSA at MPB Online.
5: I'm Debbie Miner, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. Each week we discuss topics that have to do with keeping you in the best shape of your life or getting you in better shape one step at a time. From healthier eating to exercise routines to supplements and knowing how to read the signals that your body is showing you, Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit is here to help Mississippians feel their absolute best. Listen to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio.
7: This week, Democrats will meet in Philadelphia to nominate Hillary Clinton for president. NPR and PBS NewsHour will be there, too. We're teaming up to bring you live coverage each night of the convention. I'm Rachel Martin. Join me, Judy Woodruff, and Gwen Ifill as we take you inside the arena and to the floor of the Democratic National Convention. It's special coverage from PBS NewsHour and NPR News.
1: Tonight at 7 on MPB Think Radio.
9: Every day tech on Mississippi edition. Good morning. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Ashley Jeffcoat, digital media director for MPB. And today we're going to talk about iDevices. Ashley, you are a heavy iDevice user. You have an iPhone an I iPad. Do. What else do you have that's i iRelated? Um, I
8: have a MacBook. <laughs> <laughs> I computer. An I have a MacBook and an iMac. I have One of their large cinema displays from Apple. I think that's everything.
9: So we're going to talk about the new iPhone 7 that is rumored to come out. What have you heard about this and do you think it's going to happen?
8: Um, oh, I mean, it's definitely going to happen. Apple mm-hmm. announces a new phone every year. On the odd years, you get an S version, and in even years, you get a new number. Oh. So we will be seeing the iPhone 7 this year. That's just how it goes. We know that it's coming. The Apple announces it every fall. So it's probably just a matter of a couple of months before we actually get word from Apple. Of course, officially, they said nothing about it because they never do mm-hmm. until it's almost ready to be available for sale. So we'll know a couple of weeks before it's actually going to be available to buy. Um, They have been doing a lot of stuff where they're announcing things the day
9: it's ready to purchase in the store. So who knows? So do you think that people should always get hyped up when a new device comes out? Because typically they may be changing one or two features or do you think it's worth the upgrade?
8: It really depends on when your last upgrade was. Because most people are on a two-year contract with their phones, which means you're paying for your phone over those two years. By the time your two-year contract is up, it's time to upgrade. Mm. At which point you are looking at probably a pretty significant upgrade for your phone. You're usually either on an S year or a number year. And so every two years you get the new whatever those are. That's how a lot of Mac people and a lot of Apple people update their phones. Then it's not something I would say get hyped about get excited because it is fun to see what new stuff they're going to come out with and that's true in any tech device it doesn't matter what it is i always get excited to see what samsung's doing with their next galaxy or what the newest um, playstation's going to have on it i always get excited about anything that's new but that's me Hmm. but i think it's definitely get excited about it but don't don't like try to jump on the hype train i mean if you really want to go camp out in front of the apple store i can't stop you yeah but you don't need to it's there, there's going to be plenty of
9: phones to go around. <laughs> now, for some people, the alternative to upgrading to a new phone completely is to update the current system that they have. And I, I often see mixed reactions on that. Some people up, update and they say, oh, I don't like these new features. And some people are afraid to update because of fear of losing things. Uh, but what are your thoughts on updating things from a technical standpoint? Do you think it's good? Because And sometimes they may have fixed certain defects and things.
8: Yeah. So there's really good reasons to update and also really good reasons not to. So you can look at it as a pro-con kind of thing. And in my opinion, I think the pros outweigh the cons in most circumstances. So for pros, you have updated security features. Almost any time any update is issued, even if it's just a minor one, all the way up to the big big, big, big numbered updates, you're looking at security improvements, fixing loopholes, fixing security holes, making the phone that you have safer and um, less viable to attack. That's a big thing. You're looking at, as a pro, new features for your phone. Mm -hmm. Um, This could be in the form of new apps, new um, functionality in existing apps, you could be looking at a new and improved UI. So that's the um, interface that you deal with. And even if you might not like the changes, the reason they make those is often to create a better user experience. So you might be like, oh, change. I don't like change. Yeah. But the more you get to use it, you're like, okay, you know, this is actually a little bit easier mm-hmm. than I thought it would be. It's different. But once I get into it, it's actually a lot easier to use it this way. From a con perspective, if you have an older phone, updating it can cause a lot of problems. Because they are making sure that the updates work on several different models going backwards. But it's really only going to work best on the latest phone. Gotcha. You're not going to have as much memory as those phones. You're not going to have as fast a processor as those phones that are running it at optimal speed. So it might make your phone run a little bit slow it oh. might make your um if your phone is two or three models out it might make your phone phone run really slow Okay, So at that point, it is kind of pushing you to upgrade because you can't get any of the new stuff. You're going to have to get a new phone. That's why, generally speaking, phones have a life of about three to four years before you're going to end up needing to replace them just to stay on the latest version of the operating system and stay safe.
9: Well, we are going to talk more about iDevices. We'll just go ahead and make it iDay on the next Everyday Tech, which comes on this Wednesday morning at 10. So be sure to give us a call with your comments and questions, and you can email us before or during the show to Tech at MPB online. .org For Ashley Jeffcoat, I'm Sharita Brent. This is Everyday Tech on Mississippi Edition. Thanks for listening.
8: Bernie Sanders built a
5: movement of devoted followers.
8: Welcome
5: to the political revolution.
8: But how do those followers feel about Hillary
5: Clinton? It's not
8: positive. It's
5: not negative.
7: It's just neutral. But it's not ever excited. No, not excited. Democrats try to unify at their convention in Philadelphia later on All Things Considered from NPR News.
1: Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. The new MPB Public Media app is available now. Watch MPB TV, listen to MPB Think and Music Radio, and stay in the know with MPB News. Search for the MPB Public Media app in the App Store and Google Play stores today.
7: This week, Democrats will meet in Philadelphia to nominate Hillary Clinton for president. NPR and PBS NewsHour will be there, too. We're teaming up to bring you live coverage each night of the convention. I'm Rachel Martin. Join me, Judy Woodruff, and Gwen Ifill as we take you inside the arena and to the floor of the Democratic National Convention. It's special coverage from PBS NewsHour and NPR News.
1: Tonight at 7 on MPB Think Radio.
3: This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Some out-of-state students are learning about Mississippi's civil rights history as part of an effort to confront and eradicate racism in their own communities. The group of 24 Jewish and African-American teens from Washington, D.C.'s Operation Understanding are on a three-week journey that loosely follows the path of the 1961 Freedom Riders. Avi Edelman is the program director. He speaks with MPB's Paul Boger.
10: So our program is a dialogue program for African-American and Jewish youth from the Washington, D.C. area. And they started with us back in January, and they've been, they spent six months learning about one another's heritages, histories, cultures, thinking about the lenses through which we view the world and through which the world views us. And then they take all of that with them on this summer civil rights journey. And then um, when they return from the journey, our hope is that they can push the power of the experience beyond themselves. And that's why we train them in speech making and facilitation and send them out into their communities to facilitate dialogues on inclusion, on power, on privilege, and to become ambassadors for social change.
2: Why come to Mississippi? You know, Alabama is pretty historic. Tennessee's pretty
10: historic. Uh, uh, Georgia is pretty historic. So why,
2: why come all the way down
10: here? In a lot of ways, Mississippi is what really moved the movement. There were student workers here doing voter registration long before the news media decided to cover it. And so while there were significant events happening throughout Alabama, throughout the Carolinas, and in other states, a lot of the heart and soul of the movement was in Mississippi. And so the students met yesterday with James Meredith. They spent this morning at the Medgar Evers home with Medgar Evers' daughter, Rena, and they're building a personal connection to the stories of the people who... Um, really shaped our history.
2: How important in today is it for these kids to come out here today? You know, it seems like we're hearing a lot more about racial problems, especially between uh, African-Americans
10: and police. I think it's now is perhaps more important time than ever for students to really be engaging with this history and and connecting that history to their current day. And, you know, one component of that is the people who moved the civil rights movement they're older folks now, but they were students when they did this work. And so our students, you know, as most young people are used to hearing, "Oh, you're the leader of the future. You're, um, you are a hope for tomorrow." But I think what they're learning by talking to these um, these leaders of the movement, these veterans um, of this era, is that they don't have to wait for the future to start becoming change makers. And I think as they look around their world and see the continuing violence and strife, they're building the skill set to critically they're building the skill set to lean into the discomfort about talking about these subjects and to really think about um, how can we understand bias how can we understand the big forces that shape these uh, individual interactions and then how can we use those to uh, to offer change
3: MPB's Paul Boger with Avi Edelman of Operation Understanding. Lila Michaels and Danelle Laster are both 17 and from Washington, D.C., or the area anyway. They tell Paul Boger the trip to Mississippi has put history in a fresh perspective.
11: We are actually on a summer journey. We're in this program called OUDC, Operation Understanding. It's a three-part program. Our first part, we met in January, and for the next several months, we spent meeting at meetings every other Sunday to learn more about our culture. And now we're on phase two of our program.
0: Right, so right now we're on our summer civil rights journey. Um, We started in D.C., went up to New York, and then came down south. We're roughly following the path of the 1961 Freedom Riders, um, visiting historic sites and meeting with really amazing speakers, everyone from original Freedom Riders to Black Panthers and people like that.
2: So what have you made of uh, Mississippi so far?
0: It's been amazing. Um, It feels... Really special to be in a place where we know like so many significant historic sites and historic events went down like we just came from the house of Medgar Evers um, and we stood in the drive where where he was assassinated and I just felt so close to the history
11: Mississippi is hot it is hot (laughs) the food is quite pleasant but it's very historical and we learn a lot from this from being here why
2: is it important to connect You you guys aren't from Mississippi you know, but why is it important for you to come down here and, and kind of connect with the events that happened here and some of the people that, you know, participated in them?
0: I think right now with what we're seeing with a lot of the police violence and just general racial violence going on in the country right now, we're, we're kind of seeing a lot of the issues of the civil rights movement kind of being uprooted in 2016. Um, so... We keep hearing that in order to solve today's problems, we need to look back in history and learn from the past. So we're kind of retracing our steps, trying to figure out what we can do to make the world a better place.
11: Uh, Like my friend Lila was saying, it's great to look at the past and learn from it because towards it we can use it to not make the same mistakes as they did in the past and use it to um, help educate those who don't know much about the history of the civil rights movement. So we take from this and we teach those and educate those to help them better understand what happened.
2: So is that what you hope to accomplish, you know, when you go back to D.C.? So you want to share some of the things you learned here?
11: Oh, of course. Um, back in my school, I go to a PG County school. We don't have a lot of education around the civil rights movement. So getting to learn all of these things and taking it back to my community, not hoping, it's not only helping me educate those who don't have this information, but it's helping us create dialogue and, like, getting used to these certain situations going on around in the world so that we, we may better actually create peace instead of have it. Yeah,
0: we were saying this is the second phase of our three-phase program. The third phase actually happens the first semester of our senior year. We're going to go back into our communities um, and facilitate dialogues at houses of worship, schools, community centers, and deliver speeches, trying to take the amazing lessons that we've learned in the first two phases of our experience and bring them back and try to educate people.
2: You mentioned something interesting a second ago about not really learning a whole lot about the civil rights movement in your school. What have you learned? What did you, what, Before you came here, what did you know about the Civil Rights Movement here in Mississippi?
11: I knew that back in the 60s, African Americans felt oppressed, so they stood up for it, and a bunch of people, certain people like Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks, did certain actions in order to create the movement. We don't really go in depth to exactly the names of the people who wrote on the Freedom Riders, the actual sit-ins. We just brush over it as if it wasn't an event that happened. It's nice to look at, but we don't want to focus on it. And so I really think we should focus on it because a lot of that, what's happened in the past is currently happening in today's society, especially with the police brutality. The fact that we aren't learning from it, it's like we're repeating history, and that's not helping anyone.
2: That's the second time you all have mentioned you know, what's going on today with police brutality and the conflicts, you know, racial conflicts between police and uh, groups like Black Lives Matter. Do you think if there were more programs like this that situations like that wouldn't be as common as they are today?
0: Absolutely. I think the more we see these issues of violence, we're seeing that it's not individual issues of, of men, of African-American men with police officers. It's like deep-rooted systemic racism and a culture of violence. Um, so the way we need to go about solving this is not with just little individual solutions. It's with bringing different cultures of people together, creating dialogue, forming relationships of love, and trying to, like, eradicate this um, just general culture of violence.
3: MPB's Paul Boger with Lylan Michaels and Donnell Laster. They're part of Operation Understanding, which brings high school students from the Washington, D.C. area to Mississippi on a civil rights history tour. Stay tuned to MPB Think Radio for local Mississippi-based programs all morning long. Coming up at 9, it's Deep South Dining. At 10, now you're talking with Marshall Ramsey. And at 11, stay tuned for Southern Remedy. If you missed part of the show, you can listen to episodes of Mississippi Edition on our website, mpbonline.org. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow morning at 830.
2: Support for Mississippi Edition comes from Trustmark, featuring Trustmark Deposit Express, ATMs for business and personal banking. No deposit slips, no envelopes, no waiting. Most deposits made by 9 p.m. weekdays are credited that day. Details at trustmark.com. Member FDIC.
10: It's Marketplace Tech for Monday, the 25th. I'm Ben Johnson in New York. The last company that makes VHS
1: players called Funai is calling.